everyone. Welcome to Everything's Relative, the podcast where we are finding people to talk about modern DNA testing and all the crazy things that can happen. Uh, I'm Eve Sturgis, your host, and one crazy thing that happened today was that my four-year-old son barfed a whole lot, uh, and he's now laying at my feet on the living room floor, and I've got Margot the baby in my arms, so I'm going to make this intro kind of short and simple this week so I can focus on getting and keeping my family healthy. Uh, so Randy came over to my house. Uh, she was my first podcast guest in my new office studio, uh, which we've been working on uh, downstairs. And she's got a good story, so I'm just going to go ahead and play it. I'm going to roll the tape. I'll meet you on the other side in a little less than an hour. This is Everything's Relative Podcast. This is episode 14, and I am Eve Sturgis. I never know really where to start, except to just ask you where you like to start. So you can tell the story how you want, um, and then I often interrupt okay, when I have good. questions. But okay. um, but let's see. I definitely don't want to start with what just happened. I want right. to get to the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could start from the beginning. Great. Um, in 2006, my dad, my birth certificate dad. <laughs> I just spilled my drink. <laughs> All down my shirt. Well, it's it's warm out, so Um. it probably feels good. I was like, I just completely missed my mouth. Amazing, Randy. Would you please begin again? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. The comic relief was very, very important. It was. I wish I could. I wish I could say I planned it. Like every time I have a guest, I do something really silly. But that's good. That's good. (laughs) It, It. it creates an, an easy, more of a relaxed interview as a result. Um, in 2006, my birth certificate father died. And my mother tried to tell me after he died that he wasn't my father. But she couldn't, she didn't really, she just said, Rand, I have to tell you something. I, I, you know, Dad wasn't around and I had to do what I had to do. And I was like, what is she talking about? Mm-hmm. TMI, I don't know. And how old was she at the time? She was 80... She was in her early 80s, I think. She might have just, yeah, I think 81. I'm just asking because a lot of people say that that happens, but their their mother or parent that knows is so old and says kind of off-the-wall things yes. anyway. So yes. it's like, well, That's, was that real? Was that dementia? What was That's that? exactly yeah. what I felt like. I, I thought, I, I don't believe her. I did, and then she ends up telling my partner at the time, years later, like maybe three years later, or whatever, I think it was two years later, that he wasn't, that Murray was probably not my father. And she said, tell Randy for me. And my partner's like, I'm not telling her. She, she, eventually she made, she had my mom sit down and the two of us were next to her. And she goes, Vivian, you, have to, you should tell Randy the truth. I can't keep it a secret. And she was shaking and she goes, Dad's probably not your dad. And I went, and I had a feeling I, I did. I did eat. You always have had a feeling? I had a feeling. I think she tried to tell me when I was a child, but I couldn't deal with it. Or something came up. Because when I was 30, I thought, I feel like he's not my father, but I have no one to ask. So I never And that just I came out of the blue, go. that feeling. Yeah. I was doing all this spiritual work and looking at stuff, and I thought, oh. Next question. Did you, do you have siblings that you grew I up do. with? I okay, have one so that I grew up with. Okay. Right. And, and she's, where um, was she during this conversation about? She was she was in Los Angeles. Oh, she was around, but not in the. But room. not like in the room. Okay. No. Okay. No. <clears throat> and I think she also tried to tell my sister too, but my sister just didn't, you know, think it was real because my mother at that point was at, pretty much out of it, you know, had had. It was right. A, that throws such a wrench into these experiences. It does. It does. So. My friend, my, my partner, uh, you know, said, tell Randy the truth. And my mom was shaking. And, and then she said, he's probably not your dad. I said, well, was he a nice guy? Did you have a good time? I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. She goes, yeah. I said, great. And I didn't even, I don't even think I asked her who it was because I didn't believe it. And then later on, I, oh, I didn't believe so it. She just didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. And then eventually I did ask her what was his name. I don't re- she didn't remember. I don't remember. And at one point, she'd say, well, I, there was a furniture salesman. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, do you remember his name? And she just, she, just didn't, she just didn't remember. I guess maybe she believed it for so long, 
believed the lie for so long I had to cover up because it was protecting her marriage, protecting me. Who knows? You know, in 19... You know. I 100% believe that, yeah. that you can just... That you would just kind of blanket, draw just a blank, don't... you know, or cross that out in cross your mind and then just not remember. <laughs> also, I'm suddenly at the age where I can't remember classmates in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember their names. And I never thought I would ever do that. So if I think it totally makes sense that people... These, these people, women especially... Who are who we talk to the most? The moms. Um, who when they say they don't remember their partners' names, it's like from what sixty years ago. Right, right. From one night. Yeah. Right. It could have been one night. It's completely possible it was one night. But I, I have a feeling it was more because my dad that raised me, the only dad I knew, was gone a lot. He'd be gone for six weeks at a time, and she was she was lonely. And, oh, that's really hard. Yeah, that's hard. And she had a baby, a six, you know, she had a young child, and my family. Her mother and aunts and uncles were all in New York. She was by herself on the West Coast. And she had had a nervous breakdown um, after my sister. There were problems, and she wasn't happy in her marriage. And she even told my sister when she was a little girl. postpartum depression at this point? Could have been. It was when she was... I think when she moved to California, she was upset that she left her family. It's hard. It is very hard. and Yeah, very hard. And... They said, well, stay in the marriage and take this. They gave her something to take. So she became kind of an addict. But she was, she had, like, anxiety, and which uh, could have been a combination of things. But um, she, you know, self-medicated. And uh, I don't know. She was a lovely woman, but I, it, she was troubled, you know, sad. And I, I love my mom. but And keeping the secret, too. Right. Was oh, I was, that's what I was just thinking was... Yeah. You're only as sick as your secrets, right, they say. Yeah. And if you're just holding in all this shame and fear and worry and, and unknown, that's a lot to carry for years and years and years and years. It is. And she was, she got pregnant in 58. And she got, she had me in 59. And, you know, that, you didn't do that. I mean, my, my sister had said to me that when I grew up with recently, she goes, well, it was bad enough she had an affair, but then to get pregnant. Right. Well, we're finding out everyone did that. Yeah. <laughs> but but the idea right. is that nobody did that. We all believed that nobody was doing right. that. Right. And I, for a while, was saying, well, she took care of herself. And then I thought, my poor dad, how he had to deal. But then who knows? He might not have been loyal when he was on the road. But, um, but you know, it's interesting because I, I thought if I was in her position or my dad's position, I would be, I, it would be hard to deal with a spouse Having an affair. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. But they decided to stay together regardless. And um, So he, you think he knew? I think he knew. He did. But they made a decision, uh, you know, that no matter what, I was still his. He was going to raise me as his baby, his child. So, um, and then I, I just was, I would think about it and think well who am I and what was his name and I it took me years to take the test I finally decided in 2017 to take it and sure enough my sister that I was raised with shows up as a half sister so that's when I knew and go ahead how did that feel it was confirming for me it felt validating because I didn't want to feel I felt crazy it made me feel crazy you know like because I didn't have the facts and um, so it was, it was definitely validating. And then I, uh, what happened? I decided to up, upload my raw DNA to five different sites. I had a search you angel. dove in. I dove in, exactly. And I had this one woman from Australia, Irene, who was helping me. She was great. She was so great. And she's the one, years later, not years later, I mean, it was January 3rd, I get it message from her and hadn't talked to her in six months and I thought why is Irene contacting me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and um, she said how are you how was your holidays and you know uh, have you checked your mattress lately well I had just gotten home from being out of town for the holidays and I hadn't checked in three days and she goes check your mattress your jaw may drop a little and it was my other half sister she was I have more I have more uh, centimorgans with her than I do with the one I was raised like a hundred more or something. So I was just 
this was it. I finally got a high match, and so. And before then, no matches at all. I had matches, but they like were third cousins. Cousins. They were thir- okay. third cousins, and I would reach out to them, and so, a couple of them tried to help me, and so, um, yeah, it was it was wild, and so right away, and, and my sister was looking for her name's Gail. She was looking for our half brother, who she hadn't talked to in a really long time, years, and so. I wrote to her. And this was the, I'm sorry, this was the sister, the new sister the new that you sister. just discovered. Yes. She was looking for a brother. Yeah. A half brother. He's my half, would have been my, is my half brother right. too. But not, okay, but not somebody you grew up with. No. But she knew there was a half brother out there, was looking, and you popped up as a surprise right. sibling. I wrote to her and said, do you want to, is it okay, would you like to, you know, would, I'd love to communicate. Um, I tried. I tried. I was being very gentle, and and she said, "Well, I've hit the jackpot. I'm looking for my brother, you know." And it turns out he was. He was. He would have been my half brother too. And they were. They were like three miles from me for years. In L- in, in California. Los, yes. Yes. Oh my god. But not Gail. Gail is from. Right. My father was from New England, from Massachusetts, you know, Cape Cod, and then in Medford. But and Gail was in North Carolina. But my dad. Moved to California, my biological father, in, 40, in the forties, and he was married to two women at the same time. I mean, he has—he's very was a colorful guy, a character, total. So, what happened was, she was willing to talk, and then I called her, and you know, she's seventy-nine, and she kept me on the phone for two and a half hours. <laughs> it was wild, you know. So I got a name. I was, I was blown away because I thought I would never find a name. So it was this whole other universe, Eve, that I discovered. Right. So you went from having like just this iota of an idea, <sighs> like the stranger is out there, to having name, family, sisters, history, yes, all the information you needed. And just I have like instantly. Yeah, and then I have I had another stepsister that I was. Oh God, I can only deal with one at a time. So eventually, I she was she's my a year younger than me. She FaceTimed me immediately. See, she was with wow. my she grew up with my father since she was 12 because her mother married Wallace. His name was Wallace and she had three, her mom had three kids. She, yeah, and she, she had two half siblings and then, and they also, Wallace brought my brother Adam to the mix. And Adam was so kind of died. A, a Brady Bunch. Of yes, a, of and a, Adam a died group. in 2010. I think it was a drug overdose. Pretty, I know, sad, but he was, he was, uh, he had problems. He was. You know, fetal alcohol syndrome is so can be very subtle, and I think that's mm-hmm. what he had because his mother was was a mm. pretty bad alcoholic. Because mm-hmm. he could not, he was he had a lot of problems, but he appeared normal anyway. Right, and my it dad just manifested able, itself. Yeah, in, in some yeah. kind of self-destructive way. Yeah, sad. And so, my sister and I would talk, uh, talk and talk, and she'd tell me stories, and then I saw. Another uh, tree on ancestry, and it was my a friend of my co- friend of my cousins, my first cousins, two males. This woman was helping him, helping Mark, May, uh, Mather. That's the my dad's last name. And I contacted her, and I said, "My father's in your tree." And I told her the whole story, who I was, and then immediately he called me. Wow. He was really happy. This he, is so interesting that all these people were, that were are interested. so interested and enthusiastic. I was lucky. I yeah, was really lucky. Wow. But then my, so funny because my sister and my stepsister, who don't even know each other, said the same thing when they found out about me. They said, oh, I'm not surprised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my, this is my sister, who's from, you know, Massachusetts, she goes, I'm not surprised with our father, you know. <laughs> he did what he wanted, but everybody loved him. So he was a really interesting guy. He was the cleanup guy, really, for Bing Crosby. He was his, that's why he didn't have to go overseas. He was his attache, I guess you call it. I don't know, but mm-hmm. he, he has valet or His valet, or and, he, and he put on the USO shows in California. And he did, never had to go overseas. So, and so that was his role in the service, was to was be. To, yes. Okay. That was his role. So that kept him traveling all around. Florida, yes, yes. As a handsome serviceman. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> uh-huh. exactly. And yeah, yeah that's and, kind of a imp- being, And then he worked with this closely with a star, which he is did. impressive. He did. Right, he was yeah. seeing how this all worked out. Yeah, for him. Yeah, it worked out for him, and he was married five times. And so my sister told me five times, twice to the same woman, is la- the last woman he was with. But he was married to two women at the same time and got in trouble for it. But 
got out of it. He didn't have to go to jail. My Gail's mother said, to get, said, give me a divorce and we'll, you know, we'll move on. But Do you ever feel like, or do you ever think about people that get married that many times and just think like about their belief in marriage and like they really believed in it? <laughs> Like he really, he just really liked getting married. I think he did. I mean, there's more to it than that, and I'm not trying to be flippant, but no, no, no. I just am fascinated by, um, by, by the commitment to marriage, despite evidence that it's not really maybe for you or something. Right, right. But that's a different subject, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, but he always cheated, and my sister said, Gail, who, you know, my new sister said, well, if you couldn't deal with it. You can't be with him. But I found out that his second wife left him. I didn't know Louise left him for like an oil man. Oh. <laughs> left him. and uh, She showed him. Yeah, she did. And my, my uh, Gail's mom was really hurt by the fact that the, my grandparents covered for Wallace. They said he was missing overseas while he was married to this new woman. <gasps> Horrible. And, my, and then my Gail's mother found out. This is in, go ahead. I, that's just really sick. Isn't that? I know. Yeah. And the minute she found out, she left, and they were so worried. They loved Gail so much. They, you know, since she was a baby, they and and then they tried to steal her away, and mm-hmm. and but it didn't work. And then my grandfather kept writing to Gail's mom to apologize, but it's very it was a difficult situation. Wow. And complicated. And Wallace tried to take her away when he when she was thirteen, and so he was um he was an interesting guy. He was. I mean, he was the type that he would do all these horrible, like, you know, betrayal things. And, and then you, you walk in the room, this is according to my sister and, and my cousins, you'd walk in the room and you'd forget all about it because he knew, I guess he knew how to really charm you. I mean, I think we all know those people. Yeah. Right? Like, we've all met, <laughs> we've all met that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And my mother. So, and it turns out a lot of them are our fathers, right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Yes, and my mother. It's could, like a side effect of and, this personality trait. I guess, and my mother could not resist him, obviously. And I would, I'll never know the true story of their relationship, but I think he he gave her a lot of attention, and and that must have felt so good. It did, and but I think she knew he wouldn't have made a good husband. She wasn't ready to leave him, leave my dad for him. But my dad, he was a salesman, so it was my dad that raised me. They were a year apart. Not yeah, they're about a year apart. So, and um, so it's really really interesting, um, and to hear more and more about how he was an athlete and how he competed and had a he he had a um, record I think in the fifty yard dash that nobody broke. It took fifty years, and I was obsessed with that one. Oh, the kid, the fifty yard dash. I, oh, really? As that was specifically the fifty yard dash. I loved dash? it. I loved it. I think well, he was a sprinter, you know. I just have a, have a new picture of him as a sprinter when he was a kid. It's really, it's very cute. So, and, um, yeah, so it was, it's been quite the process. And then telling my, talking to my sister that I was raised with, talking to her about it, and she thinks he, she, she doesn't like him. What I've told her about him, she thinks he's a jerk. She's just focused on the, I don't want to say like focused on the negative, but that's what she's taking from it is the I think the so. pain he caused. Yeah, yeah. And I think sure, the dark yeah. the dark side of this whole character. Right, right. But I th- also when I think about it and what I've heard about him, that he was there he was there was a lot to him. And he was a great guy in a lot of ways. He was very caring. My my cousin was telling me a story how he was so loving and could be very caring when he was sick. He did all these things for him, and he didn't say bad, one bad thing about him. My stepsister, she said, I'm not going to trash him, but she did say a few things. <laughs> but see, they got into drugs, and that's what brought them down, and you know, that destroys everything right. in the 70s, and yeah, I don't know how right. much you I'm going to say. You mean the kids they got saw, into, the kids no, got my into, dad, the, the dad, my dad okay. be, was, was into, so he was like a drug dealer to Freebase. I can say this. He's right. dead. They're all dead. <laughs> Freebase to the stars. So yeah. he made cocaine. And, and he was doing this in his 60s. No wonder he died at 75. And right. it, it made, you know, so, uh, so it was hard. I can There's imagine. There's a lot of movies about men like that. I feel like I have a very specific visual yeah, <laughs> of yeah. what that kind of man yeah. was like. Yeah. So, 
And my sister hadn't seen him in years. She didn't even hear about him. Hear, hear, she didn't even know when he died. She saw it online or something, but she had lots of stories to tell me about him. And um, Anyway, so it's been really interesting to... It, it, like to get over the shock of it, but I still feel it. It's like this process. I don't know if you you went through this, but it's like this shock feeling. Like the shock will come back. Yeah, it kind of comes back at times because I I was sitting with my new family. You know, I just went to see them, and I thought, is this really happening? Is maybe there's a mistake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe the and I have two friends that don't believe the test. They're like, oh. yeah, it's not real. You know, and. It, it's invalidating in a way, cause, but science, it doesn't lie. The science, you can't, you, DNA doesn't lie at all. And I look like him. And oh, you do? Thing, I, I, my cousin said, you know, I could see Wallace in you. And there's certain things about my body I can tell were like his. And um, yeah, and my sister and I have certain expressions that are saying, I looked at our baby pictures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we look alike. And my right. partner, you know, my partner had said, boy, Really, you and Gail really look alike in these pictures. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah. So it's it's been really quite the experience. So there is now. So I decided to go see my family. Right. I have cousin. You know, they have this house that my great grandfather bought for twenty five dollars uh, on Cape Cod in oh. the eighteen hundreds, and they redid it. They re, you know they redid it, and my dad was bought out years ago. So. Um, it was. It's on. It's in a, little, a town called Truro, and it's beautiful. So I went there, and I stayed there for five days. I just got back, and my sister came from North Carolina. They drove, and it was. There was a lot of like tension built up. There was all this expectation and all this. Like, oh my God, you know. Even though we talked on the phone, but when we met, it was great. Oh, good. They were lovely people. Lovely people. So it was the. It was the sister. My sister. My cousin. And his wife, and then my other cousin, his brother, Mark's, Mark and, and those Scott. And those people you had also connected with via the site? Or via your via the site, okay. but they hadn't taken the test. But, Got yeah. it. But okay. my sister didn't grow up with them either because of the split. The grandparents sided with Wallace, and this was right. my uncle's, right. uncle's children. So, um, anyway, so it was, uh, and they wanted to, you know, they they weren't surprised, and they wanted to tell me all about Wallace, and. And uh, they gave me, you know. So everybody knows Wallace, but nobody yes. knows each other. Right. They didn't. They didn't really know. They knew about each other, but they hadn't spent time together. Maybe they saw each right. other at one of the grandparents' funerals. So it was a big deal for my sister to go and see them, too. So um, it turned out, actually, it was very nice. It was lovely, and you know, I, f- I felt a little like the odd California girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm half Jewish. I'm darker than them. Oh. I'm Jewish. You know, mm-hmm. they're all. You know, but Wallace was supposedly dark with green eyes, and I mean, but you know, they are blue blue eyes and blonde hair, and you know, toe heads. A couple of them. Um, so, you know, and they mentioned that they talked about that in a nice way. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they're they're all educated, um, and they're they were. It, it was very nice. It was it was, you know. I, I felt comfortable in a lot of ways because I knew they were family, but at the same time, that feeling of, well, wait a minute, I don't even know these, I, I didn't grow up with them. What does that even mean anymore? Like, what does family even I mean? Know. If yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have the answer. It's like, I, right. I know what. Like you, or I don't know what, and I can't imagine what it would be like to meet somebody as an adult that, that maybe looked like my dad if I if my NPE experience had not happened I don't know what it would be like to have grown up with my dad and then to meet someone else that looks just like him or and so there's no emotional feeling of family but there's mm. a very literal like biological connection that's yeah. in your face and that's just and then there's like this existential thing yes. <laughs> happening I, it's, yes exactly it's it's hard to describe it is and my half brother died in 2010, and I cannot find a picture of him. I, there is my uh, stepsister's brother has the pictures, but she's not talking. She goes, "Oh, he has all the family pictures." So I'm working up the courage to try mm-hmm. to call him and mm-hmm. see if he has any of Adam, because I I I want to see what he looks like. Right. You know, 
but um so that was how you got recent pictures of your uh of this wallace though because this trip you just went on they had some pictures for you not re- they had pictures but not recent ones no, no, my no. stepsister who lives in concord which i've se- i've stayed with her twice she's she gave me more recent pictures he died in 92 so she gave me pictures of when he you know at her wedding um I have a picture of him winning. He was a major golfer. He was a like a really really good scratch golfer. And there's a picture of him in that house in Hawaii. And he there's a picture of him in this book, uh, 50 year anniversary of Mauna Kea. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Some some. Mm-hmm. And he's in the book, and I could see he looks really happy. He's in his 50s. He won the tournament. But I so I have the, he, I have pictures. You know more recent pictures of him when he wasn't well too. When he looked he looked like he didn't feel good or he didn't look. Mm-hmm. So. What's it like to look at pictures of him? Uh, it's weird. It's weird. Like, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really my father? No, can't be. You know, you, my entire life I thought my dad that raised me was my dad. Mm-hmm. I would think about things how, oh, you know, what, what are, what's similar. I would think, oh, I look like him. But someone would say, you don't look like your dad at all. And I'd say, but I do. And then, you know, I have a butt. And my sister would say, that's from dad's side. My grandmother had a butt. You know, so right. these these little things that I go, okay, I do look like him, but I don't. <laughs> right. It all just, well, you might look like him, but it's not, it's just a coincidence. It's yeah. not biological. By, it's not genetic. Right. Right. And we share so much energy when you, mm-hmm. you live with someone and right. they raise you. But when I look at Wallace, I... I think, oh, I do look like him, and it's really weird. And looking at him when he was younger as an athlete, too, I thought, I do. I, I, I was an athlete, you know, in my, most of my life. I still am, but um, so it's, it's wild. It's really interesting. Um, so I'm, uh, I, I felt at, at one time, I, at one time I feel like I would have to talk about it and talk about it because to convince myself mm-hmm. it's real. Do you know There's what I mean? There's something to be said about, like, processing I think it I thought for me I think it was like a processing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mechanism was mm-hmm. to talk about it I had to say it out loud yeah. um, or else I would explode or something and it wasn't like I, I don't know it had something to do with my brain I don't know mm-hmm, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know you know like it's a it's a it's a it's a comprehension process to I think for people for some people to say it so they talk about it over and over and over. Yeah, because the lie, believing a lie for so long, it's messes. It kind of screwed with me. My <laughs> messed me up, you know. I mean, but I'm. I do know. I'm okay, but it's. So anyway, it's been very interesting. So, I have this new family, and they're lo- they're lovely people. And, uh, you know, I'll probably see them again. And it's so weird to think I my dad was. And you know, from New England, but you know, he—I don't think he—he he wanted to get out of there. He—he he loved California, you know. And it bothers me. I have moments where I think he was so close. Why didn't I? But they say my cousins and my sisters say, "Oh, he would have—he would have been looking for you. He would have made a major effort to see you." But I don't know because my mom was married, and he was in the intelligence part of the service. He knew how to keep a secret. He. You know, so right. So they. So if he had known about you, he would have. That's what they were saying. Is that, that he if, he, if, if he had known about you, he would have come and found fi- to find you. Find and it. since he didn't, he must not have known. Right. About but you. I think my mother. I th- how I mean they lived so close. I'm. I have a feeling she did see him, and maybe they did talk. But like there just must have been a grocery store run in <laughs> at some point. That's what I think. Oh God, they ran into each other at Gelson's or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean. So I, uh, but anyway, it was not, not meant to, it wasn't meant to be that I, you know, and I had more stability as a result, I think, you know, I'm, that's what I tell myself, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm nodding. I, yeah, yeah. like that's, I, I don't think there's anything to argue about with yeah, that. Like, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's just, I think the hard part, I think is the lie or the being lied to. You know, I think. Yeah, and your mother has passed. Yeah, she and died in 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's no way to get answers from her. But I did call a friend of hers that's alive still. 
before I knew who it was. That's brilliant. I found her number. She's 92. Her name is Rini. She got really angry with me. Oh. She said, you've destroyed me. I can't believe you said that. I can't. Your mother didn't look at another man. I said, Rini, I've taken two tests. She goes, you don't believe those. And then she said, you know, she got very upset and said, could it? She mentioned Wallace's name. She could have been <gasps> Wallace or Bruce, our bosses from, and but she had a different last name, huh. and they maybe knew each other in New York. And then she wouldn't call me back. Oh. I said, "I'm sorry. I love you. I didn't mean to upset you. I left her a message. You can call me back if you want." Nope. That's it. Hmm. This information. I wonder if it's really, really scary for people. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what kind of information could come my way that would that would make me angry mm-hmm. and I can't think of anything but I <laughs> but I don't have any morals like I, that's not what I mean but like <laughs> I'm like what what you know now. right now. like people really like yeah. you, like you like to suggest that a friend not even you didn't even suggest that that she did something you're just suggesting yeah. that your mom you know her friend did something that she didn't agree with and it's that upsetting I don't know. Like if maybe if somebody suggested, like if somebody called me and said, I know that your very best friend that you grew up with is a murderer, mm. like that would maybe really right. shake me up. Right. Like I'm just trying to think of what it really. Um, what was so, yeah. I mean, she goes, I'm like a second mother to you. Well, I mm-hmm, haven't seen her mm-hmm. since my mother's funeral, which I hadn't seen her, you know. <laughs> You're like some mother. Yeah, I know. So. She goes, well, you've just destroyed me with this. You've just, you know, devastated me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think she, I don't know. I, she might have known, but they kept it a big secret or, I don't know. Well, I'll never know. And the, sh- the shame and the secrecy might have run that deep that she didn't even tell her very best friend. That's right. The shame and the secrecy. That's it. That's it. I thought, so, God, if she had to keep that to herself. Oh, so sad. Yeah. So sad. Anyway, so, and I think I, I, she couldn't go to the grave with it. She had to say something, but mm-hmm. she, and thank God for the DNA test, too. I mean, this, it's given me, you know, given me a name. I have this family, but. I yeah, mean, for you, it turned out to be a real tool to go to get the answers that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, think, I think about it, I thought, did I, did I feel different you know, not really, but people would look at me. It's interesting, Eve. I, I a couple times, or quite, probably, quite a few times. You know, they people didn't think I was really Jewish, or or even you're not fully Jewish. I heard that a lot growing up. Growing people up, people would say that. Yeah, even my friend, my best friend. I remember her parents said to me they were drinking there and party. Randy, come here. You're not. Is your, is your, your dad's not somebody wasn't Jewish, and you know it's interesting. Like what, what they were suggesting that based on your looks. Yes, by the by the way I looked. Huh. I you know that's bananas, and it's rude. It is rude, and I've had other like I remember this woman who was part of um, very religious uh, had said to me, "No, you're not Jewish. You're, you're not, or the, you're not. Someone parent isn't for sure." And I thought. This was like 20 years ago. I mean, I hear these things. Mm-hmm. That, would, that would really upset me. Yeah, it was kind of kind of like, what is it? First of all, the whole thing of like, you know, how do you look Jewish? You, you know, a lot of Jews that look Semitic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very interesting. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of screwed with my identity, I think. It, it, you know, um, so I've now I know. But I think... Uh, you know, and I think about my dad that raised me and my family, you know, and I think I start to feel more relaxed. <laughs> Less, and this new family, I, I'm trying to, f- like, huh, navigate. Interesting. I don't know. So the thoughts the thoughts of your dad that raised you relax, is relaxed. Yeah, because that's what was, I was raised you know with that, and familiar. Solid, yeah. It's, you know, that's what I grew up with. That's who I, mm-hmm. you know, the whole nature of it. And it was, a, sol- it was a solid experience. Yeah, and he never really gave me any reason to think I wasn't his child, you know, no, he never ever, you know, he was the normal kind of family man at that time who would, you know, they didn't know how to communicate. He would blow up and have rage, you know, all, you know, normal kind of crazy stuff. Right. <laughs> I right. don't know if that makes right. sense. But you're but not, you don't fit into the category of people that really 
sort of like resent who their the man that raised them no. wasn't the dad they wanted or something. And, no. Yeah. He was very. Um, we got close when when he was older. We got really close. Hmm. That's um, so nice. Yeah, he was a he was a good guy, and he was very good to my mother. That's really important. Very good to my mother. He really took care of her, but he enabled her too. But he he really took care of her, and um, so it's anyway. So it's been quite the experience, and I realized when I went to the East Coast how brave I was, and how how what you know adventurous I was to do this. Absolutely. I mean, and then I wanted to go to North Carolina to see my sister in October, but I think I'm going to wait. <laughs> Maybe give it some more time. Give it, I think, process husband, it a little bit more. My husband yeah. said, Randy, it's okay. You don't have to come. You know, um, I think I'll wait. Like he knew it might have been overwhelming. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. And, you know, she's getting used to the fact that she has a sister. And, you know, we both bought each other presents. And yeah, did we you? We tell each other we love each other already. Oh, yeah. And, but, That's a lot. Yeah. It's nice, but it's a lot. It is a lot. You brought? Did you bring like the keychains or something? Key yeah, chains. yeah, yeah. That's so. That's so sweet. So well, my you... cousins and I came with all these groceries. I came. I brought my cousins because it's my cousin's house. Him and his wife, and I brought her a plant. I wanted to just you know really, you know, come with because they were hosting us. I wanted mm-hmm. to bring hostess mm-hmm. gifts and and I also got my sister and ne- I bought a necklace that sis- it, you know it had this little poem about being sisters and and she got me these stat this statue of two for a sister statue of these two women together, you know. Wow. Yeah. Very very sweet. Yeah. It's it's like sweet and it's it really like those all those, all those things sort of like symbolize or or represent like the intention. Like there's really an intention yeah. to to be to be sisters, whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. And and she bought folders of uh, family history. Um, she loves to dig, and she's really interested in genealogy. So she, we each got a folder, and she gave me more pictures of Wallace, too. And, oh, he was so good-looking when he was younger. He was, like, just really, you know, mm-hmm. the women liked him. Or he could charm you could right. you could just see it the sex right. of you could so just see just him. dark hair with green eyes like yeah i started <laughs> yeah. to think oh he was probably very handsome he, but he, i know. think a lot of these men i think we're a lot of us are or a lot of people are finding out that these men were salesmen were charming and were good looking yeah i think that's like a very common denominator yeah and my sister told me more stories about him when well she had with her husband she was supposed to meet him somewhere and he always would stay at some really expensive hotel I wish I could remember the name of it in New York I can't now it's it slipped my mind but one time she said let's go meet my dad and you're gonna you're gonna see something it's gonna be wild for you and he walks in and he's with Barbara Streisand (laughs) (laughs) and so my my sister's husband's like uh-huh. I, I know it's driving me crazy because he met her on the plane and said, "You need to stay at this hotel," which uh-huh. I can't remember that she. So she went. Right. And I can only think of the Ritz. That's no, the only it's thing like I know the, of New York. Oh God, it's some other. It was in the must have been in the six. Must have been in the seventies. Oh, it's bugging me now. I'll think of it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he hadn't. They just knew each other. They just met. Right. You know? But he was that kind of guy. Oh yeah, he could charm. Mm-hmm. He, he would come in and just command the room, and he would be go to these really expensive restaurants in L.A. and in the seventies and line up a joint. Nobody stopped him. He was the type. This is kind of obnoxious. Yeah. He'd say, "Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I'm Wallace Mather. Yeah. Don't you know who I am?" And he'd fire, get somebody fired on the spot. I'm imagining a lot of really, Hills. really crisp suits. Oh, that oh were God. just so great. He was obsessed in the 70s. with dressing perfectly. Mm-hmm. Totally. This is what I heard. I bet he had a pinky ring. Oh, oh totally. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Wham. Wallace Allen Mather. He had a... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. I should put together images of, like, that time to show you what I imagine him. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. He did. So, And he was... Uh, Great cars. Totally. Always had, like, a Corvette or a... Benz, mm-hmm. or say he mm-hmm. bought when they were doing when they were selling a lot with the drug, you know, yeah. milk, so much money selling. But he did very well as a salesman before that. Mm-hmm. But then, 
yeah. He just applied his salesmanship to a new um, product and did really well. That's right. <laughs> People he, still do that. They do. Yeah. They do. He was really good at that. But the fact I didn't I didn't hear that story about Barbara Streisand. I thought I didn't know that one. But whoa, yeah. He, and he was a great storyteller. Really, really good. So that you know, I kind of missed. It would have been nice to know to have known him. And but you know, I can't. I mean, I'm getting to know him through my family, through my sister and my cousin. So. But so it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, you seem but you seem really at peace with some of the. I don't know, the, re- the harder realities the, of it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I feel sorry for my mother. I feel like, and I'm not, and, you know, I'm a feminist, so I, you know, I have sympathy for her, the fact that she, what she went through, and she was lonely, and, um, and I'm not angry with her, really. You know, she, um, and, may, you know, she knew, when I think about it, she knew he wasn't a, wouldn't have made a good husband. Mm-hmm. And he was so unreliable in a lot of ways. It, I probably, I, this is what I tell myself to feel better, but that maybe I would have, he would have disappointed me. Maybe, you know, he might well, have disappointed me. <laughs> yeah, I was, mean, well, I mean, if like, if, if I don't know where you were consistent. in the, in the timeline of all those marriages, but he certainly um, wouldn't have been present for you. Right. Supposedly he, he loved having kids, but. He did not let them get in his way of what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. a, uh, He liked the idea of kids. He did. Or <laughs> he liked, yeah. And he also, my, he, he spoiled my brother so badly that it made him, he always mm-hmm. gave in to him. Mm. He was so excited that he had a boy and he, he really, he bought him a car before he was 16. He Whoa. just really, you know, real kind of crazy things and let him be an asshole because he was supposedly a real jerk so you know a lot about that because of the other sister could tell you like what it was like to grow up with yeah wow right yeah so Hmm. but he was born in 63 and I've only seen baby pictures of him and when he was a little boy but um yeah well I will see I will find other pictures and my goal now is to find video of my father like oh because of course he was on Jeopardy he was on of course he was <laughs> of course he was when Art he probably Fleming... wasn't even that smart he just talked them into it totally mm-hmm. and he was on match game you're killing no, me right no, now he was on match you are game. killing me right now Randy. he was he was on and he was a writer on some tv show but she couldn't remember what show he wrote for a while cuz his neighbors you know were in show business he yeah was, so he, he was just was like to, i can do it let me Hel- helmsley what was his name the guy from um the Jeffersons, Helmsley. Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, you're so young, but he was close with this guy who was in the Jeffersons. He was very close with him, so he, you know, he hung around with Hollywood mm-hmm. types. So, um, yeah, and I want to find that footage. And I went to um, the Paley Center, the Media Center, but they didn't have it. But I think I, I think I might be able to find it if I dig enough. You know, make some calls, write some emails or something i'm hoping i don't know you yeah know? i feel like you must you must be able to do it somehow yeah, i feel yeah. like there's got to be archives of all that stuff be. yeah and yeah who can help us can you help us are you out there yes <laughs> contact me quick that would be so cool if if i could um find video of him i mean to see his personality to hear i really want to hear his voice you know and um, my stepsister might have video of him because she took all this video of the baby and he loved her first child when, when he was a baby. So, they're, you know, her husband's editing stuff now, so I'm hoping. So she'll come across it at I'm some hoping. point. And then her, she has an uncle that's in Glendale that supposedly has a ton of video. But she goes, Randy, I'm going to get it when he dies. And he's, he's, I'm not going to get it yet. And I, <laughs> She's not going to bug him about it now. No, no. But, but I just would love, I feel, oh, God. I mean, the fact that I was able to even get a name and find, you know, this much, I think I will. I'll find video. I think I will. I'm, 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 ho- I'm really, I, I'm hoping. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, maybe Babs has something. <laughs> you could, you know. <laughs> I want, you know, he, he was, he kind of, uh, you, you rem- we would remember him if you met him. He was that type, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I know. Maybe Babs, you know, you never know what, yeah. what went on. And. 
also there was my sister is convinced that he was part at one time part of organized crime because that was, seems very likely. Because yeah. <laughs> he go to San I'm not Juan. a historian, but I can <laughs> yeah. say from How the middle I know. Oh, we're doing great. Okay. Um, yeah, because he would go to San Juan when they had the big meetings. Mm-hmm. And it was always that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the type that would make so much money and then it'd be gone. Mm-hmm. So what? He claimed bankruptcy, big deal. And then he'd have it again, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden. You know, to me that means this. Right. But not like, you know, not like how we see in the movies, but. But kind this, of. <laughs> I mean, maybe, 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 maybe. Well, yeah, but he would. You he maybe know, get wasn't, away. He, he wasn't dangerous. He maybe. wasn't dangerous. I hope. I hope not. But he he would get away with stuff. And he I wasn't know violently and dangerous. I, no. He was dangerous in other ways. Maybe. Well, he once beat. He beat up. He once beat. My stepsister told me some story that he oh, beat up. Okay, take it back. This well, man he beat was up, a real he character. He beat somebody up because someone touched his stepdaughter. He, I have oh. another sister that he supposedly adopted. We cannot find her. Her name's, Lin, her name's oh. Linda and she's about 65. We don't know where she is. Linda. She Linda Mather. We can't find her. Hmm. She was in Hawaii and somebody touched her on the behind. Oh. During a, a uh-huh. night, and he. He just lost it. He lost it. The guy couldn't even walk when he walked. Oh my gosh. It. And they were high at the time mm-hmm. too. Of course. Yeah. So Ugh. I know. Yikes. So he would, he would, but he, yeah, so he had, he would get angry and he'd blow up, you know, like that. Um, and he was the type that would say, don't you know who I am? Can't, you know, they were going to Hawaii. They were all going to Hawaii. My stepsister was 12 at the time and she was so embarrassed because <laughs> he was, you messed up our tickets. Don't you know who I am? He threw a fit. They all went first class. First class. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? No, so I just was, like the first class part, I but know. the rest, yeah, like so embarrassing so when you're a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. So he was, yeah, very yeah, interesting. And her, so anyway, I, um, I really want to find that video, some video of it. And I do have to call somebody at the media center who was also from, Med- from Medford, where my dad was from, Medford, Massachusetts, and he was also on Jeopardy. And oh. he works at the media center. And he said he was has contacts at the uh, game show network. So I've got to follow up. Yeah. It's just a matter of connecting all the dots. Yeah. I'm excited for this sort of sleuthing. It's kind of like Nancy Drew or something. Yeah. One, from one piece to the next. It's really yeah. exciting. And, and, you know, they were all... My, I have another cousin, a second cousin, my uncle's daughter my great uncle's daughter when she found out she's 87 she said just one there's just one <laughs> you know mm-hmm. hey better keep checking for those matches and there is supposedly another one but not maybe in this country i mean we don't know so and my sister my new sister gail she's like that you're enough you're enough <laughs> i can't handle anymore <laughs> wow i know but mm-hmm. so yeah um, yeah, it's been a really wild, ex- interesting, wild experience, and I really wanted to know, and now I know, and now I've been, you know, it's a process. It's quite the process to mm-hmm, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I really, really want to see his. I want to hear him. I want to hear him, and you know, see what he was like. Maybe like one more piece of one more piece. of who he is, and yeah, understanding. Did you did you get to meet your dad, your I biological no. father? Did, no, but you've seen pictures of him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and, he and there's lots of there's lots of yeah I can hear. Oh, him, there yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. And how's that for you? Um, well, I hadn't thought about it in the way that you're just you're sort of exploring it right now. So I'd have to re yeah. I'd have to like go hear it again and think like okay, what does it mean to hear his voice? Do you look like him? Um, mm-hmm. 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 Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. oh, wait, before we go, before okay. we end, um, okay. let's, uh, do you have any advice for people that are going new, yeah, going through this, either well, new to it or, or not new to it? Well, my advice is that there's a lot of support, get support, there's mm-hmm. support online, there's mm-hmm. the NPE, DNA NPE group, which is so awesome it has helped me tremendously um and 
yeah, and there's groups that you know where we meet in person that really, mm-hmm. you know, that really has made a difference. The meetups. The meetups. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's, that it's you know that it's we're, it's not our fault, and we weren't mm-hmm. even there. We weren't even around at the time, you know. Um, and to be gentle and easy with yourself about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, not be not. It's, it's okay. There's a lot of emotion. It can, mm-hmm. There's a lot of feelings that come up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to say thank you so much. Oh, you're thank welcome. you so much for coming. This oh. is so, is there anything else you want to no, tell me no, about your story? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I tell everybody this, but um, definitely like contact me if you think of something that you didn't put in or something oh, okay. bothers you that you want to change or. Okay. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, definitely contact me right away. Thank you. Um, but thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, your story is. It's. It's it's interesting, but it's also got this sort of fun element because we're choosing to to be. It's it's cool because you seem to be able to hold like sympathy for your empathy and sympathy for your mom, and recognize the really hard side of this, and and also see that the personality traits of this guy are not actually um, something we would look for in a father or maybe a partner, right? <laughs> but still, sort of enjoy the stories of it and still consider it um, what it means for you or, or how it's a part of you. Well, I did think about, I'm sorry, I did think about one more story when he yeah. got, had to come back to Massachusetts because he was married to two women at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He walks in. This it's is a, it's, That's hard, I imagine. And it was 1947, I think, and he had, you know, they wore spats then. And he comes in late to the court, to the court and he's swinging a watch walks in and says, what seems to be the problem here? I mean, he was, <laughs> you're married to two women. He mm-hmm. goes, well, I can get rid of one. <gasps> that was sexist. Well, you know, that's how they thought of what, you know, uh-huh. that was no big deal. Then. Yeah. And he did. He ended up, well, he finally, he, you know, my sister's mom wanted the divorce, so he gave, finally gave it to her. But you got to write all this down. I know I, I could. I, and she was going to write a book, my, my, Mother, my sister's mom was going to write because he it was you know it's couldn't you can't believe half mm-hmm. the things that yeah anyway yeah I, sh- I need to write it down this is true anyway but thank you so much yeah. thank you oh my gosh so fun <laughs> so fun and I'm so happy to have you here in person I've been had to do you know I I'm so happy to talk to anybody and and I really um, I'm so glad technology has made it possible for me to be able to do the telephone and the the computer. Interviews, but it's just such a difference to be in the room with somebody and be able to look you in the eye oh, while you're telling the story and hear your you. voice and feel your energy. It's really great. Oh, so, thank you. So thank glad you, you came over here. Yeah. Thank I'm you. Turn it off. Okay. One thing that I think is, is great and interesting and important to note is that everybody that I talk to um, who's having an NPE experience is in a different place on their journey. So it was fun to see Randy. I actually met up with her before she went on her trip back east, and I had talked to her. Um, and then and then she came over to do the podcast right after her trip. So that was uh, a fun way to to get her with a, like a really fresh experience in her mind. So that was that was really cool, and I'm I'm really grateful for Randy to come over and tell us so much of the story, and and I think you can tell that we had a really good time, and uh, I love I love sort of thinking about all the parts of of her story or and of her dad or biological father, um, sort of cinematically as a as a character, um, and so I have a friend named Lydia, and Lydia spoke at my rehearsal dinner before my wedding. She is a she's a really really good friend. She used to work for Light in the Attic Records. See if you can follow me on this, everybody. Um, and Light in the Attic Records is a really cool record company that does like reprints or reissues of music that has already come out, and they find things and they have um, some really cool like adventure stories that go along with some of their stuff. And she for our rehearsal dinner <laughs> for our rehearsal dinner speech. She talked about unconditional love and then gave us this record that this guy named Lewis wrote and and issued out like in the 70s and the and there's a picture of him on the cover the record of like he's in a white suit and he's up against a Cadillac it's a really wild story 
uh, who this guy is and the music he made and then how they went to go find him again when they, they found it recently to, to recommission it. So that is the way that I'm imagining Randy's biological father is, is as this Lewis character driving around L.A., singing songs and wearing a snazzy suit and, and picking up women. And on that note, I also want to talk about a little bit. I just want to talk. I just want to mention it. I don't know that I have like anything to draw a conclusion about, but I do want to talk a little bit about the like double standard that we have about these men that go around sleeping around or philandering and, um, Randy and I laughed and I really got like a big kick out of, out of her story. And I really liked imagining, um, her, her dad as a, as a, like a fun flamboyant character. But I think that a lot of people in the NPE community, uh, are finding out that, that their biological parent or their mom, you know, their mom or their dad, um, was a full, like a philanderer for lack of a better word or like slept around or had a lot of partners or um was good with the ladies and uh we we sort of joke about it and we roll our eyes and we laugh about it but I I think that you know but I want to acknowledge out loud that that kind of behavior can also be really destructive and really hurt people and a lot of times resulted in all of these these pregnancies that have now become adults that are struggling with these DNA discoveries. So I and there's a double standard in that I think and we we all know this, but like when the men are described that way, we laugh, we chuckle, and I was imagining them I was imagining, you know, Randy's biological father as this, you know, handsome young Robert De Niro or something. Um but when women are that are that way, we call it we call it sleeping around or we, we, we discuss how they're, they're troubled or, and it's unfair. It's, and, and I know that, and you know that I hope. And it's interesting to sort of be going through all these stories also in the time of me too. And, uh, women fighting so hard for equality and, and in a time of fighting about sexual harassment and, um, I think, I think you all, I, I think it's clear what I'm, I'm thinking about or what I'm trying to get to as I sort of like gra- grab words out of the sky right now. But, um, I just, I just want to like say that, yes, I was laughing with Randy and, and enjoying a sort of cinematic under, representation of her biological father, but really that behavior, um, can really hurt people. And, uh, and a lot of us have that experience and, um, and it, can be long-lasting effects. So lest you think that I just think this is all a joke, I don't. Other things I'm doing, uh, if you are following us on Instagram, we have, uh, I've been asking everybody to, that I'm interviewing, I've been asking them about music. I've just kind of been awakened or just interested in a new way about the way that music helps people or guides people or uh, whatever else for people. Um, and so I've been asking them if they have music that goes along with their episodes. So if you are uh, following us on Instagram at Everything's Relative Podcast, you will see I've been posting some lists called Sounds and Songs, and I say what episode it is. And um, it's been really fun because everybody takes the assignment um, differently. Like some people post music from when they were born, and some people want to talk about music when they were conceived, and some people think of it more of like a movie soundtrack and give me you know, all sorts of different music to go with themes. And, um, I'm not asking anybody for an explanation. I'm just saying, send me the songs. Uh, so I think that's fun. And, uh, I think you should check it out. So follow us on social media. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram and if you are, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, uh, also at everything's relative podcast. And if you have anything to say to me, whether it's nice or not, you can email me eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. I will be back in two weeks with a new episode. It's going to be a little bit like the last episode where I talked with Erin, the archivist. This time I'm talking with a woman who's going to remain anonymous, but she wants to talk about um, using donor conception, donor, sperm donor 
conception, um, sort of in the modern age. So we, if you've been following along, um, you should have listened to episode five. And if you haven't, go do that now so that you're sort of caught up so that when we play episode 14, you know why I'm suddenly so interested in sperm donorship and artificial insemination and all all these different ways of, of having babies um, and how it relates to the NPE community. So that's going to be really fun. The other thing that's happening while I'm gone uh, is going to be Halloween. And Dallas at our house, age four, is going to be The Flash. He's got a red costume that has muscles in the chest. And I'll post pictures if I can think about if I can think of it. <laughs> um... And the rest of us, I don't know if we have costumes. You guys, I think of the coolest costumes every year, and I keep a list on my phone. And I also think of family costumes where we will be this adorable group. And then it comes along, and we never get it together. And I know this is, like, the oldest story ever, but um, I'm sad about it. (laughs) And really wish that – I just – I don't foresee getting it all together to get us in a really – great costume family or family costume uh by halloween but i hope you have a costume if that's what you want or you get all the candy you want or you get all the nightmares you want whatever it is that you do or want from halloween i hope that happens for you and i will see you uh in early november with episode 14 uh this is everything's relative i'm eve sturgis and i'll see you next time bye Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve Sturgis is a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of California, but the conversations she has on the podcast are not therapy sessions. Logo design by Ivy McNally and music used with permission by Goodbye the Band.